Welcome to Beyond Your Why podcast, where we go beyond just talking about your why and actually help you discover and then live your why. You see, we believe that knowing your why, that driving force behind every decision you make and every action you take is the essential first step to really knowing yourself. It allows you to move forward faster and have a bigger impact. If you're already a fan of the show, then you know that every week we talk about one of the nine whys, and then we introduce you to somebody with that why so you can see how their why has played out in their life. This show will be more powerful for you if you've already discovered your why. If you still need to do that, head over to whyinstitute.com and discover your why today. It'll only take you about five minutes. Now let's meet today's guest. Welcome to episode two of Joel Weldon, How Do You Speaking to Grow Your Business on the Beyond Your Why podcast. So if you haven't listened to episode one, make sure you go back and listen to that because there's some great pearls in there. You get to hear Joel's story about how he went from shy, really unable to speak in front of anybody to being one of the best speakers in the world and how that happened. And then we started to share with you some of the pearls and some of the ways that Joel has helped me become a better speaker and helped thousands and thousands of other speakers become better speakers. And so we wanted to dive deeper into some of those here. If you, When you go back to listen to episode one, and if you've already listened to episode one, what I want you to think about or what you'll notice is the way that Joel sets things up. He set, so the, the introduction, when I introduced Joel, it wasn't just his bio like we often get to introduce him. It was actually a story that set Joel up to be in a great position. And we're going to talk more about that, what you need to do for that. But when Joel also shared with you a quote that he used seven slides to separate that quote to have more impact, he also set that quote up. Instead of just telling you the quote, he set it up. So Joel, welcome back to episode two. And I would love for you to dive into that for everybody. Well, thank you again for that setup and for being so perceptive on picking up all those little things. So let's go to an introduction that when yes. you're speaking, even if it's at your own team meeting, you still should be introduced because somebody can set you up. And the purpose of an introduction is to have the audience understand what they're going to hear. We're going to talk about reducing your taxes. Okay, so the first couple of sentences should be about tax reduction, not about the speaker, about the subject. Then when it comes time for the speaker, why are they qualified to talk about that subject? So when Gary introduced me, he talked about you being up, asked to speak at an event. Would you be excited about it or would you be scared? So you started to think about speaking and then that's why Joel is here. And here's what he's done. And he gives, you know, he's been paid 3,000 times, coached 10,000 speakers. Oh, I guess he must know a little bit about what he's doing. And then he added humor in there too, 
you know, how old are you? My social security number's five. So you get a laugh in the introduction. Just imagine if you were that speaker, the audience is already with you. So one of the other challenges, like introducing the quote, is as a speaker, your biggest problem, and I mean this literally, is you know too much. So as you're listening to that, whatever, when I just said, whatever your subject is, you know more about it than your audience does. That's why you're speaking. So like Gary knows more about the why operating system than anybody else. But he has to stop thinking like Gary and think like the audience. I know a lot about speaking, but I've got to think like you listening to this podcast and make it relevant to you, not based on what I know, but based on what you know. So that's why you want to set up a quote. Mm. Because, hey, here's a quote. But I said to you, the quote from Walt Disney in 1955, when he was asked, what is our marketing program? How are we going to fill all of these places we need to make Disneyland a success? And Walt gave them one sentence. This is our marketing program. That sets it up because, oh my goodness, Disney's been very successful. I guess it must work. Rather than, here's something Walt Disney said. And that's what an ordinary speaker does. So does that kind of explain it, Gary? Yeah, and for those of you that are listening, again, Joel and I met when I was going to speak at a Genius Network event. And we sat down and went through every one of my slides, and Joel helped me to make them all better. But then you wrote my, Joel wrote my introduction for Joe Polish to introduce me. Joe Polish is the leader of uh, Genius Network. And then you sent it to me. And when I got it in the email, in my email, and I read through it, I didn't even know what it was because I'd never seen it done that way. But now that I've used it many times, I can't imagine it any other way. Because a typical introduction is like a bio. In 19 so-and-so, he went to here, and he did this, and he did that, and he invented this. And it's very dry and boring, and it doesn't engage the audience. And the, and the introduction that you wrote for me, Joel, was like a story. It brought the audience in. And so by the time I walked on the stage, there was so much of my story I didn't need to tell because the introduction had already done it. And I found that fascinating. How do you write that? Tell What goes through your mind in helping somebody to write their introduction? Well, give me a topic on what somebody's going to speak on. Just any topic. Um, being a better... Uh, the, the subject could be coaching, being a business coach, and helping somebody achieve their goals. Okay. So the speaker is a business coach. Yes. The audience are business owners. Yes. And the subject is why goals are so important if you're a business owner. Okay. Okay. So this is not reversed. I have no idea what he's doing. So he, remember, the right way, my why, is you create a system. 
which saves you so much time, stress, energy, and money. It's an acronym, the word system, that, that it makes it easy to do. Okay, so there's four parts to an introduction. The subject, why it's important, why we should listen to you, what's your title. So now let me write an introduction for Gary on the subject of being a business coach, helping you as a business owner. At the beginning of every year, people set New Year's resolutions. They think they're really a goal, but they really aren't. Because studies proven by the end of January, over 90% of those people have already forgotten about their New Year's resolution and have broken it. Obviously, is not an effective goal-setting technique. What if there was a way that you could set a goal that not only you would never forget, but you would never stop working on? That's one of the subjects you're going to hear about from Gary Sanchez. And when you have a goal like that, your business is going to thrive. Gary has been doing this for the last 27 years and has helped and actually, we have a record of this, 17,516 different business owners set and established goals, and the majority of them, not all of them, but the majority of them reach those goals. If you were to look up goal setting in the dictionary, you'll probably find a picture of Gary Sanchez. He is the goal setting what Michael Jordan and LeBron James are to professional basketball. His title is Goal Setting, What Works and What Doesn't. Please welcome Gary Sanchez. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So I've seen you do this now, I don't know, at least 20 times with all the other speakers that, uh, that you've helped write their intros. Now, I, but I didn't know what your system was. What's the subject? Goals. What happens when you do this? What's in it for them, the benefit? Why is Gary worth listening to on this subject? I never mentioned that you used to be a dentist. I never mentioned that you have the Y Institute. Never mentioned you live in Albuquerque. Never mentioned what a great speaker you are. No one cares. All they want to know is, how do I achieve my goals? And are you qualified to help me do this? And that's what you need to think of as you're listening. No one cares about you unless you can help them get what they want. It's all about them. And, you know, we promised them something when we ended yep. that they were going to get a four-letter word. And this is a good four-letter word, not a bad four-letter <laughs> word. And this is what's going to help you. Remember I asked you if you... If I could show you how to be a better speaker, yeah. or how about if I could help you earn more money, or I could help you get in better shape, if you were to add before the word more or better, a four-letter word called even, listen to the change in tone and impact. I can help you be an even better speaker. I can help you earn even more money. I can help you be in even better shape, which means you're in great shape. You're making a lot of money. You're already a good speaker, but there's another level. You can up your game. You can get to a higher level. 
And that's the power of eating. Now, if you like that idea, when you make an email, when you're writing an email, anytime you put in the word more or better, drop in the word even mm -hmm. and watch how it changes things. We can help you get better results. We can help you get even better results. Okay, we are doing good, but we want more. That's the power of just one word. And that's a system that you can use over and over again. So let's talk about another system you shared with me that upset me at first because I, I was doing it inadvertently just the way I was doing it, like I'm doing it right now. And, and many of you listening probably do this as well. Joel said, don't use I, use you. Don't start with I, because nobody cares about you. Talk about you, because that's what people care about. So can you dive a little bit deeper into that for everybody, Joel? Okay. Well, first of all, there's nothing wrong with the word I, me, or mine, a personal pronoun. I is the most frequently used word in the English language. Everybody uses it. You have to use it, but you don't want to overuse it. And you especially don't want to start a presentation, an email with an I. It should be a you. So just think back when you've been in the audience at a meeting. How many times have you heard a speaker say, you know, I'm so excited to be here. I am so honored that you've had me come to be your speaker. I've been looking forward to this event. But what if the audience yelled, no one cares? What about us? And that's where this little word comes in. <laughs> you. And notice it's a singular, not a plural. It's not you all or you guys. That's a very common thing for people to do. If you can connect with one person by using that word you, you will feel the difference anytime you're in front of a group. If you go back to session number one and listen to how many times I shared a personal story using the word I, but then got the you word in. You know, I did this. What would you have done? If that was you, how would you have handled it? Now, there's nothing wrong or terrible about using I, but not in the beginning. So here's a three-word opening to any kind of presentation you might be doing. You are here because. So let's go to Gary's speech on goal setting for the business owners that we wrote the introduction for. So Gary, if you were speaking in front of that group, your opening could be, you're here because you want to know what is the key to goal setting and how you can use goal setting in your business and in your personal life to achieve even more. And you're going to learn that in this session. As opposed to, you know, I love talking about goal setting. It's my favorite subject. Matter of fact, the only reason I'm here is because I set a goal. And, you know, and I, and I just, I just, I can't tell you how excited I am about goals. <laughs> Who cares, right? Who cares? Yeah, that's hard to 
because you're here to hear you're here to listen to me, man. It's all about me, isn't it? I didn't care about you. Well, that's how most people come across when they're speaking. It is all about them, and they prove it by making it all about them. But the key is making it all about your audience and making it a singular you. Not you guys, not all of you. You might say, well, you've got to use the plural. Well, listen, there's what, 8 billion people on our planet now, between 7 and 8 billion? Watch how we can get all of them in one sentence. You might be a man or you might be a woman. You might be new at what you're doing or you might be very experienced. You might have read the book or maybe you never even heard of the book. You might be a person of courage or maybe you're a little more timid. You can include everybody in a singular use of the word you. It makes such a difference. Now, again, there's nothing wrong with saying I. You have to use it. When Gary asked me to relate those personal stories, it had to be I. But you can always drop in the you. You know, I did this and I did this. What would you have done? If that was you, how would you have handled the situation? So let me share with you what I did. Maybe it'll be helpful for you. So I went out and did this. What if you did that? Could that help you? So think of a ping pong game. Ball goes back and forth over the net. I, you, I, you, I, you. And in your emails, that's your assignment. Look at an email. Count how many times you open that email with I versus you. I wanted to write to you today because I was thinking about something and I had an idea that I wanted to share with you. Right, there's one you at the end, there's four I's in the sentence. You ask the question and the answer to that question is going to be the key for what you can do this next year. That's why you're getting this email. All right, that's about them. So I know that it's been hard for you to make that adjustment from the plurals because you've gotten in the habit of using you guys, but you're getting so much better at it. And why you guys is not appropriate. Women are not guys. <laughs> All right. So that's half the world right there. But the singular is so much more powerful. The the value, so you you and I would... I, when I would give a presentation, a recorded one, then Joel and I would sit down and go through it. And I didn't even realize how many times I said, you guys, it just is natural for me. It just came out. I didn't even think about it until you pointed it out. And now I've decreased them. I still sneak a few in there, I'm sure, but it's decreased dramatically, as has the I... Uh, you as saying you the real powerful thing that you shared with me joel was when you made me look at my emails because I, and i didn't even know why you were making me do that because that was the first thing you suggest okay pull up one of your last emails that you sent out I'm like what are you what are we talking about here so i go back and look through i pull up an email and sure enough i start almost every sentence with i and rewriting them using you not only had made the emails have more impact, but then it really drove that point home. So your challenge to the listeners is super helpful. Just do it. Just go to your emails 
see how you've written your last couple, rewrite them using you instead of I. So that was very, very helpful. Joel, how do you prepare to go on stage? You've got, so people that are listening right now, let's say they've got a presentation on Monday or two, or next week. They don't have time to redo the whole thing, but they're going to be getting ready to go on stage and they're very nervous. How do you prepare to go on stage? Well, that's a great question. And preparation is so important. But one of the things that happens when people, and let's say as you're listening, what's your level of speaking comfort? You just like Gary. Gary's very comfortable and relaxed and has done it a lot. Or maybe you're a little more nervous and a little uptight and not that comfortable. What makes somebody uncomfortable is they become self-conscious. I wonder how they're going to relate to this. I wonder, you know, do I look good? Is the mic going to be good? Are they going to see my slide? You're thinking about yourself. So the first suggestion in preparation before any presentation is think about the audience. How is this going to benefit them? When they understand their why and find out about their why, how it's going to be game-changing for They're going to be so elated. They're going to want to share this with everybody. It's going to help them so much. That's thinking about your audience getting yourself out of the way. If you're not self-conscious, you're not nervous. The only time you are nervous is when you're thinking about you. If you think about your audience, you go away. Now, I'm not saying that's the only thing to prepare, but you need to know your opening. And it's amazing watching professional speakers, even Hall of Fame speakers, not have a good opening. You know, let me open, you know, they'd say it's good to open with a joke. Let me tell you a joke. No. So let's go back to Gary's hypothetical goal-setting speech. How, how could you open that? If the first words were, you're here because. You're here because goals are important to you. And you've been setting goals for many years. As a business owner, this isn't new. But just supposing you found yourself in a river, on a boat, being carried down by this current. You had a little chiller, and you had a goal to get to the end of this river. But it was a winding snake-like river, and you couldn't see very far. How would you get to the end of the river? You'd have to just make it to the next bend, and then you'd see more clearly. And when you got to the following bend, and you got around that, you could see more clearly again. And eventually, even in a winding snake-like river, you would get to the end of that river. So the suggestion is with your goals, what if you broke your big goals down to little goals? took that yearly goal and made it into a weekly or monthly goal. That would be the next bend in your river. So maybe you could open with a story or a metaphor to get them thinking. So how do you do that? That's what we're going to talk about in this message. Okay. So you touched on something really 
another smack in my face. You don't even know you did uh, because I got it from your course. And that is knowing your audience. That seems so obvious. Everything that we talk about after we talk about it seems so obvious. But as a newer speaker, the tendency is to what focus on my presentation, focus on what I'm going to talk about, focus on how do I look, focus on how do I sound, and not even really think about the audience. Well, this is what I'm going to go talk about. How do you distinguish that from knowing your audience? Well, that's what the ordinary speaker does, just what you described. But if you're going to be extraordinary, be unique. It's called the NFV formula. Needs, fears, victories. What if in your preparation, you found out about your audience, who they are? So let's go back to what you started with, Gary, that you're a business coach and you're talking to business owners about goal setting. So part of the preparation would be, what kind of business owners are they? What's the average amount of business they're doing? Do they have a lot of employees or are they more of a mom and pop type business? And once you get the demographics of your audience, what percentage of men, what percentage of women, what is their age range? How much income are they generating? Then you can answer the needs, fears, and victories. Once you know the demographics of an audience, then if you started thinking or asking people that are involved in the group, what do they need to know about goal setting that they might not know? Well, one of them is that most people don't achieve their goals because they set unrealistic goals. So that would be a need. They need to have a way to stay with the goal and not get discouraged. They need What do they need to know? So when you're giving a presentation on any subject, what does the audience need to know about that subject? Fears. What are there, and that doesn't mean terrified like of a monster, what would they be worried about or concerned about or keep them up at night? So when it comes to goal setting, what if I don't achieve my goal? What if I get close to the goal, but I don't quite pass the finish line? What will people think of me? Maybe I'm not setting the right goals. Victories. What are their successes or achievements? What goals have they already achieved? The fact that they are a business owner. That's a goal achieved. Someday in their life, they said, I want to have my own business. And now they do. So if you could make a list an actual list of what your audience needs to know about your subject, what are they afraid of, fears, worries, or concerns about that subject, and then victories. What are their successes or achievements? And then the formula is doing it the right way is you can't talk about anything that doesn't meet a need overcome a fear, or reinforce a victory. And that's how you know how to connect with an audience, is if what you're saying is so relevant because it meets a need or helps them overcome a fear, 
or reinforces a victory, you have them. You have them for as long as you're up there. Time is irrelevant if you're talking about what they need to know. So let's say, Gary, you were going to go on Elon Musk's spaceship to Mars. And there, you were the third group to go. And you had a meeting with somebody that was on the first trip and the second trip. They had been on two trips to Mars. And they had a presentation, how to prepare for your trip to Mars. Would you say in your mind, I hope they're not going to talk more than 10 minutes? <laughs> or would you say, I'm going to listen as long as it takes. I've never been to Mars. They've been twice. They're going to give me something that's going to help me. You would listen for five hours. You'd listen for five days. Or you might die. And that's because it's so relevant to your situation. And that's been the key to my speaking success is spending the time up front to connect the message to that audience. And every audience is different. Their needs are different. Right. You made me think differently. So I've been asked to speak to this group here uh, called the Economic Forum, and they're business leaders, uh, government leaders, uh, government, uh, you know, senators and whatnot, and they meet uh, every month. And I'll be speaking to them in a couple of, uh, in, in like August. Typically, what I would do is, well, I already know what I'm speaking about, so I'll just go do my presentation and they're going to like me. And now I've reached out to the head, the lady that's the chair of this organization, and I've set up a meeting with her so that I can go through all of these questions about the audience so that I, because I know a lot of them already. I'll be able to speak directly to them, but there's stuff I don't know. And I need to know in order to create a presentation that will be meet their needs, fears, and victories. Never would have thought of that before, even though now that's obvious now that we've talked about it. So for you, everybody that's listening, I can't tell you how valuable it is to know the audience, which again is obvious, but not obvious until you do it the right way versus do it the way I was doing it before. So huge impact. Another thing, if you were in that audience and you heard Gary say, now, since such a large percentage of your members are in aerospace, it's so important to you to whatever. Or since looking at the demographics of your organization, where most of you have joined in the last five years. Just making a statement like that, that proves you know you've done your homework, you know who's there. So one of the first questions I asked Gary about you as a podcast listener, do you know your why? Have you done the YOS operating system? And he said, yeah, about 90%. So we're not talking about something you don't know when you hear that my why is the right way that makes sense, that builds trust that the system's going to help you. Yep. And that's what you need to do. 
prove to your audience that you know who they are and that this message is for them, not some group you talked to last week, not just the standard stock presentation. How important is it to know specifics about people in the audience? Oh, priceless information. Priceless information. So let's go back to this hypothetical talk that you just threw up at me about goal setting. And you're speaking now to this audience about goal setting. You're a business coach, and they're there to learn about goal setting. And, and we said something like this. So the idea I gave you about going down that river with the bends, breaking big goals to little goals, uh, that's what Evelyn McElroy, who's sitting right over there, did a year ago. When we talked, Evelyn had a plan to accomplish X, Y, Z. That was to get to the end of the river. And then when we talked about the next bend, Evelyn decided to break them down into monthly goals. Without giving you her numbers, let me just give you the result. The previous year, she had done 10% over her goals, which meant she achieved her goals plus 10%. This year, she did 347% over her goal. What was the difference? As you're listening, imagine if you did that. If you had the names of some of the people in your audience, and there's an easy way to do that. You, somebody's in charge. You ask about somebody who's done something like that. You get in touch with Evelyn. Then you ask, can I share this at the meeting? I won't give any of the numbers, but I'd like to share the results you got. Is that okay with you, Evelyn? And just check and get their permission. Gary, would that be a game changer if you did that? I know you're doing it now. Yes. It connects you. You're one of them, right? That, that makes you part of their team. Absolutely. And it's customized for that audience. Yes. It's no other Evelyn. Using somebody famous like Steve Jobs, that you could apply to anybody, but not to Evelyn. Yes. And I know you did that with Joe Polish and yep. showing his why, how, and what, because we all knew him and it customized that for us. I've invited Joel to come speak to a group, a business group that I'm part of. There's about 120 or so CEOs. And I saw the proposal, I guess you could call it, that you sent to the leadership of that organization. And I was blown away by the detail that you put into that on how much you already knew and then how much you still wanted to know before you got up in front of the audience. So maybe you could address kind of what you go through in preparing to speak to an audience. Well, in this case, I don't remember the man's name. You probably- Mario. Mario. No, the founder of the group back in the early 1900s that started this group. Well, um, actually, um, well, uh, anyway, I went on their website. Yeah. And it had history. Okay. And it talked about the very first meeting of this group was eight guys at the name of this hotel. And it gave the name of the man who founded it. Let's just say Bill Smith was yeah. the founder. And he had eight guys. And then 
in my proposal, I mentioned that imagine if Bill Smith was here with him and his eight buddies that were at that first meeting at motel, whatever, and they could see now that you're at a country club and you've got 120 people in the group. Imagine how thrilled they would be. So by just putting that in, it made that proposal so much more specific and relevant. How hard would that be for you to do? What's wonderful about our internet is there's so much information available. Yes. Yeah, and then you even wanted to meet with three, or three, three, of, three of the people that are going to be in that meeting in over a month from now. Yep. So I can tie into them. And I think I have right here at my yes an example of where is that? Maybe it droplets. Well, normally I have in a normal presentation twenty-five to thirty names of people in the room in my message with pictures names on slides, and something unique about them that ties into a story or an example that they're going to hear. And that was one of the things that, again, differentiated me from other professional speakers is making it so custom to that audience. And if you can do that, not suggesting you do that many, but if you could have three people, if you're talking about being enthusiastic. Let's say that's one of your talking points about how important it is to be enthusiastic. I mean, you've got to be enthusiastic. Just, just like Tony Jenkins. I mean, if Tony was the captain of the Titanic, he would have told the passengers, we're just stopping for ice. I mean, that's Tony's enthusiasm and excitement. Now, if Tony was well-known in the group and was that kind of guy, they would love something like that. Mm -hmm. Or if somebody is very detailed and analytical and exacting, doing it the right way, everything's systematized, you know, kind of anal like me, and you had something like that, and you could use it. So as an example, the intention to detail is so important. You've got to do it the right way. Like Fred, Fred Evans. Fred, I mean, if you showed Fred a glass of water and you said, is it half full or half empty? Fred's answer would be simple. It's too close to call. <laughs> he wouldn't have to measure it. That's being exacting. And isn't it wonderful he's your treasurer so that all the money adds up at the end of the month? Uh, let's get Fred in here. Fred, thanks for being so exact. Imagine how that... But the point was to be exacting rather than just give an ordinary example. Could you tie it into somebody in the room? And you're going to see how I do that at your meeting. Yes. We could go on and on and on. There's so many areas to cover. We could talk about golden thread. We could talk about adding humor. We could talk about just so many different areas of how to structure your story, how to structure the presentation. But you've systematized it all and you've made it really, to be honest, pretty easy to do. You just have to do it. You have to, A, know what it is to do, but then you, anybody can do it. Is that right, Joel? Anybody can do it. Absolutely. It takes the fear 
out of speaking. And Joel's coming to Albuquerque in a month or so to work with a group of CEOs that I was just talking about to help them because every week we have one of them speak. And the level of speaking is going to go sky high once they're done working with you. But if there's listeners that want to know how to connect with you, how to follow you, how to work with you, what is it that you would like them to do? How can they get a hold of you? Well, you could just look at ultimatespeaker.com. Ultimatespeaker.com goes right to our website and it shows you all the tools that we have available. And we have a wonderful online program that's an investment that you'd make. It's guaranteed. And then we offer for Gary's group a bonus of group training sessions for a year every month, which I'm on, where we get a small group of people together and we discuss specific aspects of speaking using some of the tools in the system. Or the other option is to work with me one-on-one. And it's a very unique coaching program that Gary signed up by. (laughs) There's no other coach that I know that does this. So normally when Gary and I are a coach, you sign on for six months or three months or a year, and you get you know a meeting every month or a meeting every week or something like that. No. Earl Nightingale taught me, find out what everybody else is doing and don't do it. So you make a one-time investment with me as your personal one-on-one speaking skills coach, and there's no time limits. We don't keep track of time. You can call me as much as you want, as often as you want on anything you want related to speaking. I don't do cooking lessons related (laughs) to speaking. And that's it. And it goes on as long as you want. And that's why Gary and I have spent so much time. He sends me a video of what he did. Then we get on a Zoom call, talk about it, how to make it even better. Plus, he has all of the tools in the online program are included with the one-on-one coaching. And if that's something you're serious about doing, You can just go to talktojoel.com, talktojoel.com. That takes you on my calendar and make a 15-minute appointment. No charge, no obligation. And let's talk about your speaking and see if you're committed enough to do what Gary has done and take it to that next level. So ultimatespeaker.com is the website. Talktojoel.com is the calendar. And I know you don't do this because you have to. I know you do this because you want to. And you could spend every day skiing on your lake house or houseboat or boat, <laughs> and you could, uh, but you're, you want to do this. This is something that you love doing, and you just feel it working with you. I mean, you just have unlimited energy for helping me when you're working with me. And so uh, any of those of you that are doing more speaking, doing more presenting, connect with Joel. I think you're going to find it fascinating. So, Joel, um, thank you so much for being here. Oh, wait, we've got to end it. You can't end with just that. Tell us how we I've end got, I've got. I've got a 22-word ending for you. When you're ready to wrap up me, you should end it. But let me wrap up my part, and I'm going to give you 22 words. Ooh, I love it. Let's hear it. Oh, you want it now? Let's do it. Are we ready to wrap up? Oh, we're ready to wrap. Well, it's going for about uh, at least an hour and 40 minutes between the two sessions. Okay. 
Are you ready? I could ask you more if you if you got. Yeah. Oh yeah, let's go. But they're probably tired. They need to get some food. <laughs> so based on everything you've heard, if we were to sum it all up in twenty-two words, here's what it's taken all these decades to figure out. And remember the theme of this meeting: the right way that makes sense that you can trust. And here it is: twenty-two words. If we put it on slides, we'd put it on at least three slides. Speak to your audience about what they need. In an organized way, they can follow. And get yourself out of the way. Learn. Love it. That's the essence of what you teach. That's it. And make it a great day. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for spending this much time with all of us. And and I look forward to continuing our work together and uh, just being there for me. So thank you very much. Well, you're most welcome. And what you've created is so life-changing for so many people. So congratulations to you on the Y Institute and what you've given us. Thank you. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and that through today's guest, you heard how important it is to know your why and how impactful it can be in your life and the lives of those around you. Be sure to head over to whyinstitute.com and discover your why today. Remember, the more you know about yourself, the more you'll know about others. I'm Dr. Gary Sanchez, and I'll see you on the next episode.